This is On Tap with Bill Clark. What is On Tap? I've had some of the best conversations over a pint of ale, a glass of Pilsner, or a bottle of brew. Conversations over a beer will include sports, family, work, hobbies, and the weather. But we won't stop there. We'll dive into what inspires us and what drives us as humans. I will invite some of my friends, coworkers, mentors, and community leaders to share some of their wisdom, advice, and of course, some of their favorite beverages. We pray our conversation blesses you and helps you find joy in this journey of life. Cheers. Welcome to On Tap with your host, Bill Clark. Welcome to On Tap. This is Bill Clark. Today I have my friend Tim Schroeder on with us for the first podcast of 2021. This is going to be officially season two. And I was trying to think, when when did we officially meet? Is that when you guys became members of Gloria Day and transferred over there? Yeah, I think so. I believe um, probably in a men's Bible study or um, something like that, most yeah. likely. When would that have been? Do you remember what year? Um, it would have been probably 2010, maybe 2011. Wow. That's probably sounds right. I went to seminary in 13. And we were definitely friends before that. I was doing, we were doing 33 at the bar and stuff. Peak so. was probably one of our bigger things we did. And that was 13 was the first think 12 or 13 that sounds correct yeah so it's probably right, well, 10 so we'll get into some of the other stuff because uh we share a lot of commonalities uh peak challenge is one and uh bike riding is another one and so we did a lot of that this year during quarantine but tell us a little bit about tim <laughs> and your family or anything you want to share tim tim's a yeah any words so I'll let you speak <laughs> well um i have a wife and nancy and she's a a school teacher um primarily she's always taught in the um since we've been in des moines in the um christian education um school field and um so she's a teacher now for a school that's it's a uh it's only like two days a week, but it's more of a hybrid between homeschooling and in-class learning. So kind of fits in with the with our situation with COVID and all that. But um, so then I have uh, two sons, um, Colin, who's uh, in his third semester. He'll be starting his fourth semester at uh, Northwest Missouri State down in Maryville, and then uh, Brett, who's a sophomore at uh, Grandview Christian. And then I actually am a supply manager for a company um, down just on the other side of Gray's Lake. Um, It's a company called Borgen Systems and we make refrigerated display cases. So I manage all of the uh, stuff that we use in our cases. So how we build them and all that. 
other cases that we walk by in Hy-Vee and Walmart, many places, don't know where they're made, but that's where they come from. Exactly. Anything from displaying wine, um, flowers, deli, like deli meats and hamburger and all those types of things. So. And beer? Um, maybe in our wine, um, we have like a conservatory where you walk in and shop. Uh -huh. And um, we do sell different um, beverages in those in those uh, <laughs> rooms. <laughs> but well, well, thanks for sharing. So, what we always start off with after you introduce yourself is uh, what you drinking tonight, or what did you bring to share with everybody? I, you gave me a sneak peek, but why don't you tell us what you got and what you like to share about it? Well. Um, Tonight, I'm drinking a beer from Confluence, which is a brewery just almost next door to where I work, but um, it's called Gray's Lake Nessie, and it's a Scottish ale. Um, this was a beer that I actually tried when they were coming out and developing it a couple of years ago. I was at the brewery one night, and it was a free sample, and so kind of fell in love with it and, and when I can find it, when I can get it, um, I like to have a Gray's Lake Nessie. Um, it's a little bit darker beer, so that's in kind of my, uh, my taste is more of a darker beer. So, and that brewery is one of the breweries that we frequent when we go bike riding, um, when we do our tour of Des Moines or we go for a ride on a Friday. So, it is a great place to stop and have a beer on the bike trail. Um, I am drinking, uh, this is one of my first attempts since the Mr. COVID visited our house to have a beer with a taste to it. I am drinking a Goose Island. They make 312, uh, but this is their IPA. Uh, it's an India Pale Ale. Um, I think I bought it because the 15 pack was on sale at Fairway. And uh, it's not a bad, it's not a, a, a bad pale ale. Um, you know, I like IPAs and uh, this is definitely a good IPA. The can says it's hoppy, grapefruity, and refreshing. And uh, I can attest after taking a few drinks that I can smell it. And I can taste it and it tastes pretty darn good. I only believe it or believe it or not. Since Thanksgiving, when I had COVID, and Christmas, I think I only maybe had four beers, and they were all Milk of the Ultra, which is some people, you know, said it's not really a beer, but yeah, I had no, well, or no nothing. And when you can't taste it, yeah, I'm not going to the enjoyment. I'm not going to waste the calories <laughs> if I can't taste it. I mean, seriously, that's right. You know, if I can't taste it, then why? Why? So yeah, exactly. Well, well one of the things that uh, you, uh, you, I think you kind of got me into this, or I don't know. I know you always did, but you, you're a pretty uh, avid bike rider. I know you put on way more miles than I do. So how long have you been riding? Oh wow! Um, I think I did one of my first. I was training for to do ragbri a couple of years and I think Colin was 
fairly young. He was probably one or two years old. And I remember, you know, pulling him in a trailer and we'd go out riding. And um, so just kind of getting into that, doing a couple of days of ragbri here and there when, uh, when ragbri is actually going on. And then probably a few years after that, I kind of started to do it for exercise. So I got a road bike and think I bought that road bike probably about the time when you and I met 2010 or 2011 and so I've probably got close to eight or nine thousand miles on it um, the last few years hasn't been as as a high mileage as what I had but I think last summer during the COVID thing and all this um, our riding that we did um, I think I put on close to 800 so I didn't, didn't I quite meet my my goal was a thousand but i didn't quite get it well i know when you always go riding with me it's kind of a a net negative depending on how many times we have to stop for a beverage and we found out that flat tire lounge in madrid has dollar draws during happy hour which slow you down quite a bit while you're riding <laughs> but we got a couple 50 milers in this year Quite a few times we rode from our house down and did kind of the Tour of Des Moines loop and went down to Confluence and uh, Peace Tree. And then, uh, was it 1717 Brewery right across yeah. the street now? And yeah. then uh, that's a long ride from Peace Tree to 1717. Yeah, it takes about, a whole uh, 30 seconds or so. <laughs> depending, on, depending on the stoplight. Yeah. And then we stopped at Captain Roy's in the, in the was it, is that Birdland? Or Highland Park, what is it? that's Birdland, isn't it? Uh, Birdland, like Marina, Birdland Marina, yeah. yeah, 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 which is a pretty cool little place, and they got really good food. Either that, or I'm just really hungry by the time I've did about that's about 15 18 miles, about right there, somewhere around, yeah, there. probably close, yeah. Then we finish it back to our place. I'm thinking somebody needs to put a bar up and you know, I don't know, somewhere up and past Beaver up in that area, but there's not really a yeah. place to put one up there. So. Yeah, the last part of that journey is is uh, not as not as um, fun as the rest of it when it comes to stopping at places. So, no, and if you take a wrong turn, it's going to make it a long, a lot longer ride than you want it to be. Yeah. So, cool. Well, I'm uh, you know, I've uh, been looking at bikes. I I've uh, put quite a few miles on my on my Fuji that I got it. That I got at uh, Shields, which has been a good intro bike, but kind of felt time it's time to step up and get a bike that actually fits me. So I've probably tested twelve or fifteen bikes, and I've uh, set on one and am waiting them to be built. Have my name on a waiting list. So that'll be cool. Money's in the bank, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to want to uh, ride it, get 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 some miles on it. Uh, I just find it interesting when you get up to that uh, level of money a bike that they don't come with pedals on because <laughs> you, know, you usually wear clip-ons, you know, so I'll see if I take that plunge or not. I like wearing my Keens or so we'll see. I'm sure there's some options yep. out there. Well, another thing that we've done many times is uh voyage out or uh, take a little voyage out to Colorado in the mountains 
and uh, we didn't get to do it this year uh, because oh, Mr. COVID. Uh, but we, uh, I think you saw registration for Peak Challenge 2021 is yep. open, I believe. So um, I'm just going to let my registration roll over from last year and planning to go. So I think we we have gone every year, have we not? The two of us we since have. we started. Yeah. Because it was you, I, and Mike, and Mike dropped off last year in some other commit or the year before. Is that correct? He, he didn't go. Did he go last year? Well, he was not going to go um, this last year, but then oh, that's right. it got Can't. canceled. So his streak's still intact. He is. Yep. All right. Well, that's good to know. But that's always a good time. Yeah. Well, if Mike's listening, you know, hopefully he signs up and accepts the challenge because we always have to motivate him to keep him going and get him up the mountain. So yeah. if you know Mike Gather Cole, you probably just spit your beer out after I said that. So what's what's some of the things you like about about Peak? You know, pick maybe one or two things you like about Peak. Um and you know, we've invited a lot of people. So what, what what's one of the reasons you invite guys to go? Well, I would say uh, one of the things that I've always enjoyed is that it challenges me both um, mentally, physically, and spiritually. So, um, and not necessarily in that order, but um, a couple of years ago, we had a book. And uh, a few years ago, we used to do a book before peak or do some right. devotions and things to get ready. And, um, the big one that really stuck with me was um, the book by uh, Mark Batterson, which was Chase the Lion. And so that really stuck with me in that one. And, and we, and we, uh, there's a lot of great things from that book and I'll talk about him a little later, but. Um, I'm holding it up. He's, I'm holding it up and look at all these dog-eared, chewed up, written on pages. Yeah. Has some great, some great uh, quotes in there, and just um, really gets you in a position in a, a mental uh, frame of mind to um, push through, um, persevere, and uh, take on challenges, and don't be afraid. And so that's one of the things that I like about Peak is it um, one one year round guys it's all a guy trip and you camp and and uh, sit out in the middle of nowhere and no no running water no no showers and hardly any cell phone service but you just switch a bunch of guys and and you just talk about your life so yep and we eat very well oh <laughs> You don't go there to lose weight. I'll guarantee you that. <laughs> no, nope, we try to burn calories, and we, we 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 replenish those calories. So I know you've invited yeah. quite a few guys. What's something that you've? What's kind of been your sales pitch or your? Um, what's been your reason for inviting other guys? Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is, especially if if you have sons or you have kids. Um, but I take my two sons with me, and that's what I try to um, look for um, when I'm talking to guys is why are, why would they want to go? Um, um, and then to get them to actually 
you know, think about it is how can you spend, you know, four or five days with your son and have a meaningful, um, you know, experience both climbing a mountain or walking trails or um, just sitting around a campfire. And so um, that really has hit me. Yeah, every time. That's usually what I, I try to get that across to the guys is that it's not something that, yeah, it's a camping trip and we're having fun, but it's way more than that, so. Right. I think almost every time I think I smell pine needles, I think of Colorado, you know, where we camp. Um, just that pine, you know, like smells will take you to a place uh, that holds a memory and, and ties you to it. And pine, the smell of pine needles will always take me to peak and um, being up in the mountains. So I love it. Looking forward to it. Got the dates blocked off July 27th through 30th, I believe. So, yeah. Um, it's cool. So, so thanks for sharing that. I'm looking forward to going, like I said, with you and I don't know how many guys will get to go this year. It probably all depends on Mr. COVID. I think it's about time for him to move out permanently, uh, from the earth and go somewhere else. Yeah. So sounds like maybe late spring, which would be nice that this kind of whole thing between the vaccinations and this run its course would be over, which would be nice. So, um, well, one of the questions I send you, um, that I share, um, and, and I'll let you go first and I prepped you with a question. So it's three people you'd like to have a beer with and they have, they, I mean, they don't have to be famous people, um, but you have to explain, you know, pick, tell us who they are. Tell us why you'd like to have a beer with them. The rules are they have to be alive and they can't be, they, and they can't be Jesus unless you know somebody named Jesus. Okay. But he's got to have a last name. All right. So you go first. Who's your three? Um, well, the first one, um, and it, these aren't necessarily in the order of what I picked them, but um, of course, you know that I was, I went to the university in Nebraska. So um and one of my, one of the guys that I would love to just sit down with is Tom Osborne, just because of his, how he approached his teams, what he did when he was a coach, um, his success, you know, he was a congressman for Nebraska in the U.S. House of Representatives, uh, but just, I think it would be just cool to sit down and, and listen to him and what he you know, how he approached everything from, you know, life to his football career to um, being at being that congressman and, and uh, how that has, you know, kept him going, you know, and, and uh, so that's my first one. Uh, my second one is what I talked about before is Mark Batterson. Um, I've read a couple of his books and um, he just is really inspiring um, how he led his church and how he started his church and where it was at. And um, just those books really have impacted me a lot. Um, so that's number two. And just kind of a fun one that I would love to um, meet and have a beer with would be um, a, is a Christian music singer, um, Toby Mack. Um, I listen to his music a lot and, and so he just, he's a fun, um, if you ever see any of his concerts, he's very energetic and fun. And, um, 
but he's also went through some pretty uh, difficult situations with in his life um, in the last mm-hmm. few years. So how he's kind of come out of that and what he's learned. And so those are the three that I came up with that um, really would like to meet and, you know, have those a crazy late Nessie. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, those are three great guys. Um, I saw Tom Osborne speak years ago at an FCA event. Um, and he, I, I was, I was not an, I was not a Nebraska fan, still I'm not, but I mean, you guys could at least relive some of the Nebraska glory days since you're in the, uh, the valleys of Nebraska football right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he is a great storyteller. Like he, he set you up and I mean, he's just, he's really good when he got up there and spoke. I mean, I, I know he probably did the circuit and, but he was, he's just a really good storyteller. And I'm glad you brought, brought up Mark Batterson because I'm going to go back and read Chase the Lion again. I, I just ordered um, the boys, the boy, the boys in the boat, a book uh, that Mark told us about. Yeah. And I also just read um, Green Lights by uh, Matthew McConaughey. So, and he is going to uh, make it into my three now. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna a, a, um, change mine up a little bit. So my three um, are in, in no particular order. Uh, the first one is Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Um, I just, um, he's just a go getter. He's Pull, pull himself up by the bootstraps. I mean, yeah, he's what probably the most successful businessman, actor. I mean, everything he touches right now is, I mean, his tequila is very good. If Terramana tequila, I mean, he's got his hands in a lot of things and he's just, he's hot right now. But also I just love how he, if you follow him on social media, he's constantly doing things for people, you know, and he talks about when he remembers that, you know, um, nobody cares, cares about you until, you know, you need to show people, um, you know, pay it back and pay it forward. And he remembers that, you know, when he had seven bucks in his pocket that you know he was nothing. So keeps him humble, but he's constantly doing like make a wish and uh, posting videos for people and doing things for other people. So, uh, which is pretty cool. I saw him at Christmas on a couple of videos doing a whole thing for Christmas, which was really great. Uh, my second one is Bono from U2. Um, I said in, in my last podcast that my favorite band was Van Halen. Well, my favorite band in high school was Van Halen. So I'd, I'd be really, I'd really have to choose because they, they both came from um, the same area. But um, when, when I was in high school, but U2 and Van Halen um, uh, are really, but Bono is just, you know, Man, he's got he's he's raised hundreds of millions of dollars for AIDS research. He's, you know, he's very philanthropic. He's um, a lot of his songs. If you really start digging into them, that he's written have Christian uh, overtones to them, um, and some of them are you don't have to look that hard. I mean, they're they're there. Um, so I love his music, and uh, just think I've watched tons of his interviews on Facebook or on YouTube. So that that'd be my second person. My third, uh, I'm going to introduce a new one tonight, is Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right, right? Mr. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But I, I just read his um, book, Green Lights, and I read it like in two or three days. So basically, he's kept a diary for 35 years, and he went back during COVID since he's not working and went through his diaries. And the guy's quite a writer. I mean, 
he kept you know poetry and he always wanted to tell stories and uh you know you kind of on the other hand you kind of have to uh uh, be jealous of the guy because you know the guy isn't just starting his acting career and he has this dream about you know floating down the amazon river and so what does he do he buys an airplane ticket flies to south america and rent gets a guide and goes down the amazon river to see if the dream was some kind of prophecy or foreshadowing his life trying to figure out the answer to it and there's several of those things like he bought an air streamer and just traveled around the country and it's just what he did so yeah, a little bit jealous of him. So that, that'd be my three. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad I could change it up because you don't want to be stagnant. So The Rock, Bono, Matthew McConaughey. I was thinking about all three of those guys at the same time at the same table. It'd be, it'd be a pretty interesting conversation. So Yeah, that would. Well, thanks for sharing some of your stuff with us tonight. Um, the last question, uh, it's not always the easiest question um, for some, especially with this last year. Um, what do you think gives you joy in this journey of life, especially, you know, after coming through 2020, I see a lot of people had, you know, what they placed their joy in things and their, their status of joy in life got upset. And so you can see a lot of people were living without joy and we we're seeing the statistics that mental health and a lot of other things are really going through the roof. So what do you think gives you joy? Or what, what do you feel gives you joy in this journey of life? Well, that was the question that um, I have been thinking about for the whole day, probably. <laughs> but um, a lot of what uh, probably gives me joy is um, one family, um, just trying to, you know, guide them and uh, uh, be, be there for them. So, you know, being there for my family, both my wife and kids and my brothers and my dad and my mom and dad. So um, that's probably one. But the, the, the other one would be um, helping people, whether it's, you know, a mission trip to the Dominican or uh, helping, you know, people at church or just uh, being there for my friends or uh, that's probably the the two things that really have um, really gives me joy now. Um, and it, and I fell into that same trap when this whole COVID thing, because you can't do a lot of that. You can't you got a social distance and all this. And so, you know, I've been a little bit, um, wouldn't say depressed, but just, you know, missing, you know, grieving and missing that interaction with people, helping people has been a little bit rougher. Um, hopefully that, you know, it'll go away, I'm sure. But um, when you're, when you have that joy of helping people and you can't do it because of something, you grieve it. You, right. you really do. So. Yep. I agree. And I, and I think that's a good word is grieve because, you know, I was just thinking about this. It's like, God's only going to give you so many years in life. Right. And I just felt like this entire year, like since March, it's just kind of been this pause, right? There's just been like one pause yeah. after another. But yet my life is still, I'm still taking footsteps towards death, right? My time on earth is, whenever God selects that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. So I don't want to waste all this time. <laughs> but I exactly. feel like I'm on this pause and I can't do the things 
that we normally do in this life and is like, is there going to be a new normal? I mean, how long is this going to last? If I can just get to this date, then things are going to change, you know? Yeah. And then, oh, it's, here's winter and here comes a bump. And, oh, then I get COVID and it's like, you know what? This thing really does suck. It, it really <laughs> does. I mean, I, I had it. Yeah. It's not fun. Um, but I don't know. It's just... It just, it could, it, if you really focus on it, it really can steal your joy. And you start sitting around, like you said, and um, um, thinking about it and uh, wondering and trying to figure out, you know, when and if, um, when and if might not come. But, yeah. you know, so, but I know what, what's going to come is spring. And uh, since I bought, <laughs> since I bought a new buy, if, if you know, if I buy my new bike, that means that it will rain a ton in the spring and we won't get out hardly at all to get any riding in. You know, it's going to happen. You know, it. well, I'm hoping it won't, but <laughs> cause I'm really looking forward to getting back out. Um, even, you know, this last year, I pretty much went to Friday afternoons off. And so, um, I think that's going to continue because that was a time that I really enjoyed being with, you know, friends, whether it was, you know, you or, or Mark and, um, you know, we had some great, great writing experiences, um, and some great times that we could just visit and talk about life. And that was really what was special yep. for, for me anyway. So that was definitely one of the highlights of this year for me. Um, cause if either one of us would have had COVID, we, we, we did not socially distance, uh, writing to or from writing or so, well, thanks Tim. You did. I mean, you did a great job. I know you're a little bit nervous <laughs> and this is not your forte, but you know, you just listen to the questions. You just answer them. And, uh, through the magic of editing, you'll sound, you you'll, you'll sound like Paul Harvey when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't really have the, the what they see say, and now you've heard the rest of the story. I don't have that part yet, but you know. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on with us, Tim. I uh, look forward to catching up with you uh, and riding with you the later on this year. This has been On Tap with Bill Clark. I'd like to thank my friend Tim Schroeder for joining us this evening and sharing some of his thoughts and his wisdom. We hope that our conversation helps you find joy in this journey of life. Cheers. When you dreams tonight.